some armor right now. You're right. We need backup. Yeah, a bunch. You know what? Is, is that? Yep. Are those? Yeah. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez back. East Society Podcast, 12 Random Days of Christmas. I'm not alone this episode. The uh, last, I think it was last, no, last, one, one of the last episodes, Brian was on. Brian will be back. He's not here tonight. He's taking a break. But uh, the Zisu is in the house. And Shout out. we got uh, Steve from the Geeks Podcast. What's up, brother? What's up, man? I think this is might be the first time I've done East Society, right? Have uh, I been on for a movie review? Uh, no, you guys were on the 31 Days of Horror when we did Orca. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. So you've been on both shows, my show and this one. So perfect. You've already you've already been you're already a member. Well versed. Okay. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have to send that's you right. a t-shirt. We'll have to send you a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, but yes, oh, man, everyone... you should see some of the new the d- designs I've cooked up for the horror returns. <laughs> I Have got you some done good a... ones. I know you did uh, stream fiends for us. We've I need got... to fix that because I did that like quickly in, in like fifteen minutes. Like, look, Brian, do something like this, and then he just used it. <laughs> so oh, like, he oh, just he, he sent it to me. <laughs> said, yeah, man, this is it. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks good. Uh, you're more than um, welcome to do an e-society if you want. <laughs> oh man, I love doing it, uh, making the the designs for for the for the group here. Um, though I like the horror stuff because I created like a little, like a little logo character character for him, like a like a mascot almost. Okay. And I have him like in all kinds of different horror, like movie covers. It's pretty cool. You're always welcome, man. You're more than welcome to do uh, one for us if you want. Hell yeah, man. We'll we'll take it. Because uh, the other guys that do stuff for us, man, they are, yeah, one guy came through. The other ones are like, they say, yeah, well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> so I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just waiting. I didn't want to <laughs> bug them or anything. But right, right. tonight, everyone, we are coming at you with the 2013 Marvel Studio. It was Marvel Studios by now, wasn't it? Or was yes. it still yes. just? Yep. Marvel Studios. All right. This, this was the first film after Avengers. So. If we had the big team up film, and this was the first like what's next after it. Was, it. So Iron Man three was the first after Avengers, and it really shows like it, it's like has he's going through it obviously after. <laughs> but Disney wasn't a part of this yet because Paramount. Yeah, that was still uh, the Paramount title card in the front. Yeah, right. So, but it was weird this- seeing that man. <laughs> <laughs> caught me off guard a little bit yeah i mean i started my mc mcu watch over again just to, to get to this one i didn't want to just bounce all over the place um yeah i watched the first time man then watching the incredible hulk which i just totally forgot about i mm-hmm. i don't even i didn't even remember that all i remember was abomination i didn't even realize Liv tyler was in it or uh i, I knew uh edward Norton william, was in william it. hurt 
He was he pounced, yeah. bounced up, bounced back in some of the other movies later. So I was kind of like, all right, cool. So it was like just a totally new movie for me, as well as this one. I seen it once, and the only time I saw it was in a theater. I bought it, and it's just on the shelf. Um, the only thing I remembered about this was the uh, the Mandarin, uh, Ben Kingsley's character. That was it. I His character arc. I forgot <laughs> Guy Pierce was in this, and. Uh, they're the main bad guy. He gets on my nerves. Um, <laughs> the hell's his name? Is it he's, uh, K- Aldrich Killian? Yeah, that guy. He's been no uh, James Barge Dale. He's been oh uh, that guy. He's been in a bunch of things. So I, I just I for, totally forgot he was a bad guy, and I forgot pretty much the whole movie because I was like, well, I don't even remember <laughs> what was happening, who was in it, or what. So I was just Extremis. like because. Right, and all that i know everyone didn't care for iron man 2 i liked it i mean i like mickey rourke who did it was his character it was all right i just liked mickey rourke but watching that one again i was like why did i like this one so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I think i've said it i think i've said it like multiple times on the show that like it was news to me that Iron Man 2 wasn't received well. I didn't realize until we were at the Cowboys and Aliens premiere at the uh, San Diego Comic-Con when somebody asked me if it was better than Iron Man 2. And I was like, that was the first I had heard of it. And then I started to see that it wasn't as well received as I thought. (laughs) I I just completely forgot about the whole thing. (laughs) So when Iron Man 3 came out, we weren't even doing the geeks yet. We started doing it the next year. And so I didn't have the outlet that I have now and really didn't have like, I didn't really pay attention as much as I do now. Um, but I had seen all the Marvel movies leading up to it, but I hadn't, I didn't rush out to see it in the theater, but the word from my friends and stuff were, was that it wasn't good. This Iron Man three movie. So when I finally saw it, when it finally, I didn't go to the theater and see it. I saw it when it came out on video. And when I finally did, my expectations were already so low and like it, I just, I remember just not, not thinking it was terrible, but not liking it, like putting it not near the top of the Marvel stuff for me. But it's funny with some of these Marvel movies, like you remember liking some of them, you go back and you don't like them as much, but there's other ones where you remember not liking them and you go back and they're way better. And for me, Iron Man 3 is like that. It It's way better as a, as a rewatch. Now knowing certain things about Ben Kingsley's character after we got him in Shang-Chi, you know, so it's it the movie works a lot better for me now than it did when i first saw it that's how i felt i mean because again this was like watching it for the very first time Mm. so but i when the movie was said done when it was over i was like man how did i forget all of this because i remember leaving the theater thinking like "Eh, that one was cool it was all right i mean because i always go to iron man one out of the iron man movies we've gotten so far that's been my favorite because i was just blown away on what uh, our very first live action Iron Man film, and it was amazing. I wasn't even excited for, for it when they announced it at Comic Con one year. And were, were you like, at the Comic Con when they announced it? Yeah, we were there. And I was in Hall we H that year. Yeah. I was there. We were was there. there. Hey, how cool! <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Because yeah, we were in there. That was. I, uh, I saw that yeah. one. I was there for like all the announcements for Cloverfield and stuff. I was in Hall were H you in there all for day, when they, day. The three panel. Were you in there for the three panel? When he went dancing through the crowd, Wait, who? 
uh, Downey Jr. When they did the Iron Man 3 panel, no, he went dancing through the crowd and he went like right by us. No, I wasn't there. For, I've only been to the San Diego Comic Con the one time. And uh, oh, it, was, okay. it was that year. It was 2000. Well, I want to say eight, but it's not eight because that's when Iron Man came out. Either way, I was in Hall H the whole day when they announced. I mean, we were seeing they were showing concept art of the Incredible Hulk then. Right. Um, we had that big. Remember, and they showed the whole opening, like they showed the whole opening, like yeah, in, like the whole cave scene, and then it, until he crashes out of right. everything and crashes in the desert. They showed that whole scene, and which was great because when I finally did see Iron Man in the theater, the audio in my theater cut out for most of the opening. Oh no! But I was like, <laughs> I've already seen this. Yeah, <laughs> I know everything yeah. that's happening. So it was the no first problem. one, yeah, that first one was like it blew me away. Remember, he did the joke too of playing the uh, original OG cartoon yes they, they played a little bit of that yeah <laughs> and i just remember and then that they broke into it and it was like mm -hmm. unbelievable that, how that good sizzle it was. reel like i remember just the shot of iron man like looking kind of standing up and looking through chains and stuff was just man yeah it just looked so yeah. it was unlike anything i'd ever seen yep and the it, with the in the air with the two jets they had a little bit of that and yeah just a touch but it was it was like the final thing oh, it was so good yeah <laughs> I don't know what happened to my video. It just went. I was. Out. I was. That was the same Comic Con. <laughs> I think uh, I was at a panel where uh, Rob Zombie did a panel with Tyler Maine about Halloween. I was in there. I was there for that one. <laughs> Damn, Nez, we was like right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick before we get away from it, Nez, you were you were in that Iron Man three panel, right? You were right by Downey when he came down. Yeah, because right? yeah. we were we were kind of close. And right. we kept telling Tommy to come, and he came later, and he got right in that uh, that aisle, those aisle seats uh, when he cut yeah. right in front of him. So, yeah. but yeah, I remember it, just it was, yeah, it was funny though because he was like dancing and going back and forth, but he had security, so they had to try to move with him, and he kept like dancing backwards as he went, and like the security had to react around him. It was kind of funny. <laughs> Oh man, but well, we're going this year or next year. We got yeah, our, our badges back so again. We're back in the house. Nice. Uh, I think the last one, one I went to was 2019 before the world shut down. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Like Stockton Con's enough for me. That's even too crowded. I'm like, yeah, that was really <laughs> crowded. I, I wasn't like, I was more worried for my grandsons because they were with me and that they had those packed, man. They had the little masks on because I, I had been there before for a Sinister Creature Con. And it wasn't that big. I mean, it was big, but there wasn't that many people in there. This one, I wasn't expecting to be hell of fools in there. So, Stockton Con's massive. For so, but I want to go back again. I thought that was a cool little con. But Iron Man 3, everyone, of course, this is set during the holidays throughout. Uh, plagued with the worry of insomnia and saving New York from destruction, Tony Stark now is more dependent on the, the suits to give him his own to give him his Iron Man persona so much so that every aspect of his life is affected, including his relationship with Pepper Potts. After involvement, uh, Melvin man to be known as the Mandarin reduces his persona world to to rubble. His personal world to rubble. Tony must rely solely on the in, instinct and integrity, avenge his losses to protect the people he loves. All right, that was Google. Uh, one sentence for IMDb: When Tony Stark's world is torn apart and his 
formidable terrorist called the Mandarin starts an odyssey of rebuilding and rich retribution. Directed by Shane Black. Is this the guy from Predator? Yes, it yes. is. And <laughs> I he it's funny. He for the most part, he loves to set his all his movies like around like a Christmas theme. So it was not surprising that he brought that to Iron Man 3. <laughs> so right. in your mind, Nez, does the uh does the movie taking place during Christmas time automatically put it into Christmas movie territory? For, for what I've been doing the past couple of years, it doesn't need to be focused on the Christmas day or the, the present giving or anything. It's these shows that we've been doing and we did last year just within the holiday season. Because I did uh, Trading Places and that was like days before Thanksgiving and went into Christmas, then went into New Year's. So I always try to make it like not only does it take place during Christmas season, but they have to use something about Christmas at some point in the plot right and iron man 3 was like not getting it until at one moment tony stark made a fucking bomb out of a christmas ornament and i was like well there you go <laughs> yeah christmas movie Sorry. and he starts like using quotes too in that final scene with all the armor he starts uh bringing up a lot of christmas references there <laughs> i mean there was there was a bunch in this i mean even when he was asking a kid what do you what do you want for christmas oh yeah yeah so and then that whole one that when they were in that little town that was probably the biggest uh christmas uh element of the film when they were in True. that town because it didn't seem like he had christmas trees or ornaments in his house before they well, blew it up there there was a there was like a christmas tree in his garage area he was working in his workshop and then he was playing christmas music throughout you know oh, so yep. That's that, right. that works you know it all kind of falls in line gets peppered by that big ass rabbit Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this stars Robert Downey Jr., Guy Pierce, Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, Rebecca Hall, John Favreau, Ben Kingsley, James Bezdale, Stephanie Sazlostat. I don't know his name. Paul Bettany. When does he come in as uh, Vision? Finally, Okay. Yeah. See, I haven't even seen that one in forever. Uh, Death himself, William Sadler. A Miguel Farah and a bunch of other people in it, and Ty Simpkins, who oh, he was a little kid. Duh. Miguel um, Ferrer, I don't think I've ever seen him play like not a asshole, like not a smarmy guy. You know, every movie's in Robocop was that Deep Star Six, and here he is again as the the shady ass vice president. He was the <laughs> asshole in uh, yeah, Robocop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never leave. plays a good guy. He's got no. that face. He was in some Stephen King like TV movie too. Was it the Langoliers? Was that one the one he was in? Uh no, that was um Balky. He was the he was the asshole in that one. From uh Perfect was it Night Flyer, then I think it might have been Night Flyer. Yeah, fuck. Uh, one yeah, of those he's TV been movies. He's in a bunch of yeah, Ty Simpkins. He was the little boy that was in um Insidious. And then he came back to do uh, was it the Red Door? That last <sighs> one? That movie was terrible. <laughs> I liked it. I liked uh, all of them. I even liked the last key. <laughs> oh no, I love the last key. The last key was great, but I could not do the red door, especially when fucking homeboy started singing at the end. <laughs> also, did you know that he returned uh, as his character in Endgame? Uh, he's the kid at the end. At the when end, they're yeah. doing the memorial. Yeah. And when it first happened, everybody's like, who's that? Who is that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because he's a 20 year old man now. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> that, I even said that. I was like, who is this kid? 
Um, I think it was Eric. That's a kid from Iron Man three. I was yep. like, I don't even remember a kid in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like some of their the the Tony Stark and kid back and forth. You know. Oh yeah, Tony's like ruthless it. with this kid, man. <laughs> He like, is, and I love it. I love it, especially that last thing as he's driving away. <laughs> he's like, I'm cold. And he's like, you know how I know? Because we're connected. And he <laughs> peels out on him. <laughs> he knows this kid for like less than five minutes. And he's like, my dad left. And he's like, don't be a pussy. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. golly. <laughs> so it's all so, good stuff with this kid. And the kid's kind of got a little bit of a techie side. He's over there trying to help repair the suit for him and stuff. Because yep. the, the film starts as a New Year's Eve party in 1999. A, a more younger Tony Stark is hanging out with uh, Myra Henson. And an even younger Happy Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glorious locks. <laughs> His hair. <laughs> and the dude from the cave. That is such a fun connection. Ensign. Because like they he brings up in the original Iron Man that he met him before like at a conference and he he didn't remember him and so it was like really cool to see him here in in three that 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 uh running that's who that was i was i was i uh, i knew i recognized him from somewhere and i was just like, yep oh, man from oh, yeah the first film very in good. the so, cave so this was before he was with pepper right this is before right. he got blown up and Oh, so it was on way before. Okay, because then yeah, they're partying and he's ready to just get his his hump on with these chicks, uh, these <laughs> models. But then he meets uh, a disabled scientist, is Aldrich uh, Killian. All right, my question was that was he ever was he? A, I'm not my comic knowledge of Iron Man is out the window. Was he ever in the books or was it just something they made up for the movie? I have no idea. No, he's in the books. It's oh, in the is? books. Yep. Yep. So is Aldrich he alive Killian. or is he dead in the books? <laughs> He's alive in the books, and yeah, he's involved. It like he mentions at one point in the movie the uh, aim, like that's the thing in the books. Like he's a uh, leader of oh yeah, AIM, AIM. especially yeah, if you AIM. if you played like the Avengers game that came out like right. last year. The the aim was it was a whole thing was about aim. Yeah. So he's um, all involved with that, like in the books. Not uh, sure if I'm a big fan of this this villain comic book villain movie trope we have, where they're like, you know, nerds with bad teeth and bad posture, and then suddenly <laughs> like they take a pill or fall in a vat of eels, yeah. and now they're like, <laughs> you know, the sexiest man alive. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> that said, we've brought this up before. Uh, Guy Pierce is one of our not good run-ins at comic-con we ran into him at uh, the hard rock hotel and he's one of the few people that have ever like kind of turned us down and kind of uh, no, get away like most everybody we've ever met is cool but uh, guy pierce stands out as somebody who is not that cool he had that <laughs> attitude i didn't even go up to him he just looked like he was yeah, I did. I, you know, I it's did. funny. That's <laughs> so weird. I ran into Guy Pierce at a guitar center in Hollywood. <laughs> and uh, he looked like he didn't want anybody to talk to him. So I didn't even say anything. Yeah, because yeah. the way he was, he was zooming around the, there was some party going on and he was going back and forth to, to the restaurant, to the bathroom and whatever. He was just constantly moving. It just didn't look. I tried to get him and yeah, got that cocaine, baby. He had that look of like, leave me alone. So I was like, I, I didn't even yep. bother. <laughs> I didn't even try. So, yep, yep. But, I yeah. went for it. He shut me down. 
He's a good actor. I mean, I've seen him in a bunch of other things. He's gonna be in another movie I'm covering. Um, I'll get to that one again. Did you see it. that that movie where he was like he broke into that space prison to rescue somebody or something? He, he was, was like, that was the year he was we we were locked down him. Yeah. That because <laughs> I was in Hall H when that would they showed that. So that's why he was there. I don't know if that was a lockdown party or whatever it was called, but that movie was all right. I mean, what they showed it was me was silly. It, yeah, it interests me to go see it. But I remember sitting there watching the movie like he's funny and everything, but he just looked like leave me alone. I'm not that I'm yeah. an asshole, but just don't talk to me. <laughs> so that's why I didn't even bother. I remember him from uh, his him and his amazing makeup in Prometheus. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was in that. Because the first thing that I noticed him in was in L.A. Confidential. And well, I might as well say it. that's one of the movies I'm covering because that, that happens during the holidays. <laughs> but um well he's but, yeah. incredible in memento. That's like that was my first notch. exposure. Yeah. To... He's also in that that's lane, uh, incredible <laughs> time machine remake or one of the oh, main remakes. Was... <laughs> that movie. Oof. It was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, I love the Time Machine story and the original film, but the remakes they did, the one they did in the 80s for TV was trash. And then whatever year that one came out, oh, it's, uh, I didn't it's I a wanted shame. to go see it in the theater, but I didn't. It's a shame he wasn't cast in any of the Lord of the Rings movies. He's got the bone structure of an elf, kind of like, a, like a whoever <laughs> yeah. played a, you know, Mr. Agent Smith. What's his name? Hugo Weaving. There you go. Yeah, I could see it for sure. Looking at him, I mean, so they'll just never bring back Red Skull in this, in well, this MCU or what? Well, even when they did, they brought back him as the Stonekeeper in the Infinity. Uh, that wasn't, wasn't Hugo Weaving. Yeah, yeah that guy from The Walking Dead. Another dude. Yeah. <laughs> Who did a bang-up job. Because <laughs> it's like, I guess it's all, he's a great impressionist or something. Yeah. Oh, we got the announcement that the majors guy isn't. Uh, he got the boot. Yeah, as expected. Um, I don't know what they were waiting for. I, I I assume just the legality of it. So, but I mean, they have to recast, right? I mean, they can't just change all of a sudden, change focus, and go to Doom. We they talk- could. We they were could. I don't that. think there's any loose ends. They could just shift. I don't I'm, think there's any loose ends. I mean, I so. guess they could with Loki being the. Key yeah. Man god of stories now right i don't know i mean i'd rather just just get someone else to do it and continue because they already have that store storyboard laid out and now you're just gonna oh, well we get to throw all that out and go back to yeah. the drawing board so and it's not like they haven't recast before obviously they did it with uh roadie with war machine but, yeah and, I, and, and they uh, didn't with black panther but that's different being fired is different than yeah passing yeah. away so and also, we had uh, what's his name pass away too. That just William Hurt. Yes, we yeah, had him, and uh, now they got Harrison Ford playing. Do you, him, you hear so. that they're not? The, the, it's not really a spoiler, I guess, because just a rumor. But they're the rumor is that they're not going to have Red Hulk and Thunderbolts. It's like weird. Why not <laughs> why Strange. not? Yeah, unless they're just saying that, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I heard they uh, they scrapped everything. They were working on uh, uh, Captain America uh, right when the strike happened, and I supposedly the rumor is that they scrapped everything they did, and they're coming back 
fresh and they're just going to start again. Wow. And that's another thing too. You know, a lot of the, this, this Iron Man three had a different polish to it, a different feel to it than a lot of these newer Marvel movies. It, the CGI looked better than a lot of the new examples of stuff we've gotten from. Marvel. Yeah, I agree. Um, the storyline felt cleaner. The acting was better. The uh, just everything, the overall feel of Marvel was back watching this as if, I don't feel like it has been. I'm not saying that the, the latest movies have all been terrible. They haven't, but there's just a different quality to old MCU than there is to some of the new stuff. For me, watching these pretty much back to back, it you can see the quality on how it was awesome in Iron Man and then Incredible Hulk, okay, and then Iron Man 2 and then Avengers and then and then this. I'm not going to go into the in-between stuff with uh, Agent Carter and well, Thor. 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 Oh, yeah, Thor. Thor, Thor and, and, and uh, no, Thor, Thor 2 was after this. After Thor Avengers. 2 was after Iron Man 3. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even Thor, other than the... I liked the, all those phase one movies. I liked the first Thor. I liked the first Captain America a lot. Yeah, so, same. Blond- blonding up uh, Thor's eyebrows, which it just looked... Terrible. Well, then the fact that they made like the <laughs> dopest helmet ever, and he wore it for half a second. It's like, yeah, oh, that was on. felt like one of those things. Almost like it makes me think of uh, Stallone Dread, how yes. he doesn't wear the helmet. That's the vibe I get from. But, that. but you were still going to see his face with his <laughs> terrible blonde eyebrows and eyelashes. So it didn't. Right. You know, I like. I'm, I'm happy they went away from that. By the way, you know. It's, yeah. Let's just move Definitely. on. Like that didn't have. I mean, eventually Thor was just a brunette. So <laughs> right, <laughs> but what I did really like about this too, and it seems like a, a theme throughout the movie, is we get like Iron Man suits. But I did like the fact that they they did like focus that story around like he is Iron Man, like Stark. Like I actually did like all those like things, especially like when he's that scene where he's like breaking into the camp compound to. Uh, discover ben kingsley the mandarin when he has like all that like the dark the mechanic gear and he has just like the one blaster on his hand and stuff i love all that stuff too especially well, is uh, that he, on the did, rewatch is it even a black it seems like it's like more like an electrical glove like he zaps yeah. that one dude's head like i'm like and he's just killing people left and right yeah like, God. Yeah. yeah it seemed like the stuff that he made after he didn't have his suits anymore he was just it was a one and done thing because that uh little hand thing he used like once or twice and then just threw it away yeah. uh, as well as that that one the the little blaster circle that came up on his hand he used it once and then pulled it out That's and right. it on the ground yeah yeah but so, like um, even the even, even the attack on his house right like the oh yeah the, yeah the scale of that how epic it was that's like bigger than the finale we got in who was like love and thunder you know what I mean? Like, I agree. It was yeah. way bigger and like just it looked incredible and it was just this crazy scene that we've seen lately have been ha- has been less than that as finales of movies. So right. I just, and right. I'm not just talking about new Marvel movies too. A lot of the new DC stuff too. But it's it's this this just felt like it was a felt like going home again watching this old movie. So right, yeah. Watching it was that that scene when they were destroying his house. I mean, I was awesome and it was cool and everything. But I was thinking, how was that structurally possible to hold 
that the, that one part of the house that fell down the cliff. I'm like, did they have? Uh, well, they kind of showed metal. They had the metal. Support. Did they have like metal rods drill into the mountainside? Yeah, yeah I think, well, Tony, I think Tony, that's what it was. Tony Stark yeah. did it. I mean, like you know, he he, he flies around in a suit. You know, <laughs> he fucking yep. like there's a there's a four mile deep down tunnel i guess right there too that has millions of suits in it apparently so or at least dozens i'm, I'm exaggerating quite a bit but you, you get what i'm saying like it's all it's 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 the same way bruce wayne had a like a little slide shoot from his office to the bat cave like, okay because <laughs> when they started blasting all the little support stuff it's just like it was just cement and then, and then it fell i was like if there was some kind of rebar or metal poles in there that went into the earth hella deep to hold it on there because I oh I don't like even going into houses that are on cliffs or anything. That that's just me. No, I would never sleep comfortably in that house. He's like, I can't sleep. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> because right. yeah, and back, back to the beginning when he's introduced to um Killian, Killian's coming up coming to Tony with some crazy idea for advanced uh mechanics. But at this point Tony's like, eh, whatever. He doesn't care. He he's rich and famous, and he he's banging hot chicks, so he just he just doesn't really think of it. But we didn't realize that uh, uh, Killian was gonna be this crazy maniac when he when he finally discovers or builds what he's gonna do. He's, he's such a he's such a fragile man. He gets stood up by another dude, and he's on the roof, and that's what sets him on his murder quest. Like, oh, I mean, that's pretty much what all these movies are when they, they're dealing with little nerdy guys that become good looking uh, killers. <laughs> they, they just go nuts and all that because they, we that that's kind of the flashback. And then we roll into to modern times and Tony is dealing with uh, PTSD from uh, the attacks of New York in the Avenger film. And he's not really sure what's going on with his life. He knows it's affecting his uh, relationship with Pepper. Uh, she's trying to help him, but he acts like he's just pushing away from her. He doesn't want help. And then, then we get introduced to the Mandarin. We see this guy, some uh, uh, typical or stereotypical um, Middle Eastern looking guy with the, what do you call them? Like, uh, what's... The terrorist organization, one of the crazy terrorist terrorist or Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, something like that, because they're showing videos of them killing uh, people. If you guys don't give us this, we're going to destroy the, we're going to take over the world and all this, all what terrorists do. So that's because they broke into, they hacked all the, the the TV uh, systems, so they were able to set out their message. And this is when we're introduced. To, to the Mandarin. I mean, I did like what he was kind of saying. I mean, not like it was cool what he was saying, but he had brought in a uh, an indigenous uh, Native American story. Like, yeah, this is how the, uh, I can't remember what exactly words what he said. Basically, okay, here's the white people that are coming in and we're going to take over and uh, kill the Indians and take over the land. And then he goes, he That's said what- when the Braves were away that they came in and killed the the women and the children. Yeah, so he's like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to come over here and take over and kill everyone. And then all of this, so I was kind of like, I, I must have missed all that <laughs> the first time watching this. But They did a good job with Ben Kingsley's portrayal as the Mandarin. Even in the trailer, they, they hid the, the, the big turn at the end in the trailer. They did. And he I seemed agree. very... <laughs> scary like oh god yeah i was like how dark is marvel going like this is real shit right here 
Yeah, because I remember seeing the trailers when we do see the Mandarin in it. So I was like, whoa, this is cool. Because I do I do remember the Mandarin in the books. But then when they switched it on us, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Because well, then they, eventually we got to the real one in Shang-Chi. So that was cool. And it was cool how they connected it back with uh, fake Mandarin, Kingsley. <laughs> Yeah, this king, this this version of Mandarin, this Ben Kingsley's Trevor Slattery is has I've grown to love him. So oh, he's <laughs> hilarious. Like at one point yes. he's like all drugged out and he gets snapped awake and he's like, oh, what a lovely sailboat or something. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, he yeah. is off. He is. Like and when he's one. watching the soccer match too. Ole 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 ole. <laughs> I liked when he was drinking. He was sitting there drinking. I think it was yeah. a bud. And he was mid-sentence and then passed out. And then when they yeah. woke, they snapped him back. He woke up and immediately took a drink. Because, yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, when we see him the first time, we think he's no, he, the Mandarin and he, he needs business. He didn't wake up to a snap. He woke up to a gunshot going off yeah. in the room. And he's like, oh, he just started drinking. Like, that's your first reaction? Man, seen some shit. Because this guy, he just turned out to be, well, I, we don't know at this time yet. We just figured he's the one that's running this whole uh, terrorist organization and he's the Mandarin and everyone better get better pay up. So they go, um, <clears throat> there's a, uh, Oh, back at, uh, I guess Stark's industries or whatever. Um, uh, Aldrich, he comes, he comes back. I'm, we're going to just kind of skim through this. We're not going to play by play, but he kind of comes in and he, he wants to meet with, um, Tony, but he's not there. He ends up meeting with Pepper. Uh, she was kind of like, eh, whatever, but until she she didn't even want to see him. But then when she she doesn't know who he is, but when she sees that it's uh the Killian guy, and he doesn't look all nerdy and how crappy with the messed up skin he looked in the beginning of the film. Here he's all sophisticated in a suit and everything. Oh, he was kind of he was crippled. So he was all walking straight and walking tall and everything. He's not a tall man, everyone. So she was like, oh, my God. I mean, I don't know if she was looking at him as just stunned that he's this is the same guy I met before. Or was she like attracted to him? I don't know. Tony was a little jealous and all that. But he came at him with the same thing again, talking about we should team up. And she was like, eh, no. But Tony was still doing his 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 own thing, trying to uh, get through it all. What did you think? I liked I liked the gimmick of the. It's, I think it was called the extremist. It was the extremist storyline where he put the implants in his arm in the books. Yep. And that's how the suit, but I like that, that cause it's kind of a gimmick that goes throughout the movie. And it, it actually has a really nice payoff at the end, even though it doesn't really matter. But um, I like the idea of it, the suit going and transferring, like, especially when like the house is being blown up and he transfers the suit to pepper. Like that was super Love cool. That. And then brought it back to him. Like all that stuff was really, really cool. Because right now, or the in the last time we saw him, it was that um, it wasn't a suit. It was uh, what was it? What was the suit made out of? Um, Who? What? Which, which one? Iron me? Man. Um, those little nanobot things, or um, oh, the in like in like Endgame and, and yeah, uh, Infinity War. Yeah, that yeah. was like nanotechnology. You just touched his chest, and it all kind of grew around him. 
Yeah, because yeah, I like it starts off with a suit that has like a million pieces and then it goes to a suitcase suit. And then, you know, now there's this one that goes on all the pieces. He's got that little finger button suit in Civil War. That's really cool. So, you know, my favorite one out of all the ones movie wise that we've got. I love the suitcase one. I thought that one was really cool because the way um, I think it was happy when uh, uh, what was Mickey Rourke's character's name? Whiplash. Um, when he was at, when they were at that Indy 500 race or whatever, and then it just threw the suitcase and was transformed all over him. I thought that was really cool, but very cool scene. This one, I, I liked the suit. I liked how it was like a billion different pieces, but I was like, how much force is that when it hits you? Yeah, a every, lot. Every, every <laughs> well, there's, there's so many times like he'll be like falling down and like his arm's not in the suit and he's like falling through all this debris. I'm like, your arm's gone. Like you're not protected. And even some of it, like, I don't understand, like, how he sustains the fall damage. I get that he's in a suit, but, like, your body is still traveling and then stopping. You know, your guts right. and shit move around. Uh, it's movie magic and it's fun. That's why. Yep. Uh, yep. I like the idea of him, like, being fucking completely passed out cold in his suit, kind of taking over and him just bailing off and flying away until he runs out of power. It's like a, it's like a, a last ditch ever to save his life. Very cool. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, we are seeing these um, faces that we realize, okay, they're the bad guys, and and we're not. But at this point, we don't know that they're dealing with Mandarin. We just figured it's another uh, bad guy group. But we see um, this uh, soldier, or no, um, Happy didn't like uh, Killian, so he was kind of like, since he was head of security, he was gonna follow him. And do his own investigation. So he starts following him. He ends up following him to the uh, Man's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. There we see a uh, a veteran sitting there on a bench. And it looks like he's just not not the, feeling the best. You could totally see that he's dealing with some kind of stress. Uh, PTSD from the war he was in. And the... Uh, what was that guy's name? The the main leader of the bad guys. Other than Killian. There was... um. I don't remember the the, uh, the the goons names the guy with the buzz cut yeah that guy he he kind of comes up to him and and is talking to him and asking like are you all right but it looked like that guy wasn't he wasn't feeling it so he um the the main bad guy or the main other dude whatever his name was he was going to give him a um it was like an was antidote it? like medicine or something yeah was it was something it some kind of just Maybe like a suppressant. Like, like, like a, he was about. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, like an extremist suppressant. Like Sa- just said. I think his yeah. name is Savin or Savin. That, that was his character name. It seemed well, like that's why it was, I can remember it because it's dumb. <laughs> it was some kind of. I thought it was some kind of drug that to um, kind of bring him down because it looked like I guess this yeah. the, whatever they were doing to him had to deal with um maybe like stress because he was getting too stressed out and maybe that it was losing whatever they did to him was, was messing up the balance of it. That's why he just, yeah, it was all the extremist stuff because that he was with that. So he needed that to not blow up. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't even just stress. It was just the extremist stuff because he was sitting there and then all of a sudden he, he started having this glow and even that seven guy was like, Oh fuck. So he's tried to move away. Then it was too late. That guy kind of went, ah, he got all glowy and then he blew up. And it just would, I didn't, I don't, didn't look like it hurt anyone else other than it blew him apart 
uh, got the seven guy, and then uh, Happy got uh, hit with some shrapnel yeah. and everything. You know, currently in the MCU, Happy is alive. <laughs> but, like, that man has been through some shit <laughs> from Iron Man right? all the way through to Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, golly. Because, <laughs> yeah. So, so they're not sure what happened. And uh, when Tony finds out everything, uh, he goes to the hospital. He sees uh, Happy there, but he's in a coma. So he's he's all mad that his boy got messed up. So then when he was leaving the hospital, all the, the news people were out there. Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And he basically gave... Uh, a message to the Mandarin. Look, if you guys want to come get me, here's my address, and fuck you. But so. it's but it's like <laughs> this is what happens when you give the media your address. Like nobody knew. That's what lived. I was thinking. Yeah, this giant fucking house on the cliff. Yeah. Like. Everybody should know. But <laughs> come on, yeah, man. I did want to say it's actually cool too that uh, Favreau came back as happy and was such a big part of it, especially since they didn't bring him back as director for three. So it's pretty cool that he didn't, you know, like oh, forget you guys, then I'm not doing it anymore. He could have stepped away from the role. So it's pretty cool that. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though he wasn't, uh, he was out as director. He was still cool to to stay on as happy. Good, I'm happy. He he was able to blow our minds in the Star Wars universe for a while. So. Yeah, he's got that Star yep. Wars money. He don't, he <laughs> yeah, don't, he's got, he, he don't, don't need, need MCU money. <laughs> <laughs> he invented Grogu. The man is never gonna run out yeah. of money. Something that just took all our hearts. <laughs> Better than those stupid little bird things in Last Jedi. Oh, what was that dub? What were those called? Forks. Oh fuck those! Oof. We don't exactly. Start. We don't want to start on the. <laughs> Man, that's right, a long road. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is when we get that awesome uh, attack. Uh, Tony's there. Pepper's there. Um, that one lady that um Tony met in the beginning of the film that he just and see, I'm sure he just ran through uh, half the world of beautiful supermodels. And he didn't even remember her because she was like, "You don't remember me, do you?" He was like, but he did. Yeah. He was. He remembered everything. He like told her exactly where he met her, what her name was, her job, all that shit. As soon as Pepper walked in, he was like, "This is who this is." <laughs> so they're sitting there talking and everything because basically she was trying to get him. We, I need you. And uh, Pepper came down and was kind of like, "Who is this? Who is this?" Basically, who's this bitch? And then the lady was like, uh, "Is that okay?" Then they look at the news as they see this. There's a missile coming towards the house because there's uh, all of the, all kinds of news uh, media outside in the porch, and then there's hel- news helicopters in the air, and then we just see this missile come flying in, and that starts the war at uh, Stark's house, and then we see all these helicopters that are just armed to the gills, just start blasting, and it's uh, Savin is leading the charge, uh, everyone. Basically, they were just gonna kill Tony in his house. I can't believe he didn't have any sort of anti-artillery, you know, air defense. The man makes missiles and all this stuff. Like, you didn't, like, once you started becoming Iron Man, you should have probably put up some sort of defensive perimeter around your place. Yeah. And especially after the events of Avengers, which is clearly on his mind after after, uh, after the events of Avengers, you would think he would have done something like that. He yeah. should have had those little flare systems like the But if he did do. that, then we wouldn't have had a cool scene. So <laughs> yeah, yeah that leads just... him to Tennessee, 
where he's walking around in the snow. And this is where the movie kind of really starts to feel like Christmas because you're, you're getting shots of like insides of restaurants and bars and stuff. And there's Christmas decorations and lights and all that all around. So it's... reminded me of that little town in Gremlins, how they were just all Christmased up. So, yeah, because Tony, he it's a cool scene other than the, the destruction of his uh, mansion. Um, it's a, we get an awesome scene of Pepper. Looks like she's about to go down, but Tony uh, throws the uh, Iron Man suit onto her to save her, so she kind of gets out of there. Uh, uh, Pepper saves whatever that chick's name is. I can't remember her name. Saves her, and then when Tony starts to pretty much to fall to his death, he uh, gets the suit and it comes and uh, tackles and lands all over him before he goes crashing into the water. So. Did he shoot out of the water and then pass out, or did he pass out before? I don't. He was out underwater, okay. and the suit kind yeah. of took over. Right, because um, he was talking to Jarvis, and then Jarvis was telling, "All right, well, we'll we'll, we'll set you up." Because he gave him uh, some kind of coordinates. Here, go here, and then shoo, he took off, and uh, that was it. Tony was knocked out, and he woke up in Anytown, USA, in Tennessee. I just wonder how night, how good of sleep that would be. <laughs> In the Iron Man suit, flying <laughs> thousands of miles an hour. Yeah, because mm. it just flew until it ran out of power and it crashed uh, in the snow. So yeah, that's got- not a very good protocol to set up. Like you would think, like if the suit can fly and operate itself, it should be able to land itself, right? I mean, the damn suits are fighting at the end. <laughs> this thing can't <laughs> even land. It's like smash. Yeah. Well, this, I know it, wasn't, he, it was still a ended prototype. up there because the system was like malfunctioning. He the Jarvis system talks. So he's like, "What are we doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I think I'm malfunctioning." And he goes offline. <laughs> it was still a prototype because he didn't have a lot of it all geared up yet. What did you think of the Iron Patriot design? Pretty close to the books. Pretty close. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm sad that the first one we got wasn't a Norman Osborn in the Evil Avengers, but right. still pretty cool. <laughs> I like the Silver War Machine, but I didn't really care for how this one looked. But it was cool, though. I like when we first see it. I'm like, oh, right on. Now, of course, they had to they had to, they had to paint it up and change it and everything. So yeah, because once Tony wakes up and he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, he does find out where he is, and he just kind of just finds some house and, and and goes into the barn, and this is when we're introduced to the, the to the one little young little kid that uh, helps him, kind of pretty much helped him through his his little PTSD a little bit. Yeah, his anxiety attacks. He talks him through it. You know, yeah, pretty good. He, he that little kid. I mean, he it wasn't just there for to have a little kid in the film. He helped. He ended up helping him out the whole time. Well, he gave Tony a place to store his suit <laughs> while he went on an adventure. He made uh, the little kid stare at a laptop and eat candy till he couldn't see. It was perfect that uh, his mom had a job to where she was never home and the dad wasn't around because he went off for cigarettes and never came home. So he scratchers. Was just, it was scratchers. Yo, scratchers. Yeah, so. <laughs> He was basically home. I felt bad. I was like, oh, that's many stories that I've heard uh, through some of my friends. Listen, he's not homeless. He's doing all right. Yeah, man. A nice little Of course, barn. 2013 housing crisis wasn't quite what it is now. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's kind of, I mean, he doesn't realize, the kid doesn't realize who he is at first because he just knew him. Well, he, I guess he kind of did because when he was like, well, you don't know who I am. He goes, well, according to this, you're dead because he hands him the newspaper and his 
Tony Stark, whatever the headline said. So he's like, all right, well, that was a good cover up for him. So he knew that he didn't have to uh, hide himself because he really didn't try to hide himself. He just maybe threw a hat on or something and went out to try to get stuff. Because then he realized there wasn't much he could do uh, with what was there at the house. So he kind of figured out, okay, we need to go get this, 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 and that before we can. He's supposed to be dead, right? So you would think that, like, I mean, none of the Avengers, <laughs> nobody else. That I get you don't want to have probably the biggest problem after Avengers. Because right. once you do Avengers, it's like any time something happens, I remember thinking the same thing in. We had Iron Man 3 and then we had Thor of the Dark World and you got that big like attack on London and it's yes. like, okay, why aren't the Avengers assembling for this? Why doesn't when or anything maybe, maybe not even maybe not everybody, right? But at least yeah. somebody. Like, okay, somebody. So you're in, yeah, you're in yeah. Europe, somebody pops in. Fucking here's a Black Widow and Hawkeye coming in to help right. some shit. Or I don't know, in Iron Man 3, when the fucking president is under attack, maybe that's when Captain America shows up. Right. I don't know, you know. Right. That's the problem once you once you avenger it up. <laughs> I mean that's for every comic book movie. Yep, yep. Everyone's there. I mean, we can even yeah. go to, to um Daredevil. He's in New York. Yeah. Where where's Spider Man? He could come in. Right. Yeah. Luke Cage, Daredevil, <laughs> yeah. Jessica Jones, that. Iron Fist. <laughs> nobody 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 comes to hell. <laughs> so, right. But yeah. And I mean they keep dropping, they always the further you go, the more excuses you need. Like we even get all the way to Eternals and they're like, where were you guys during Thanos? And they have to say like, oh, we weren't supposed to interfere. <laughs> what did you think of that one, Steve? Eternals. Oh. Can we hear you? Steve? Sorry, I was on mute. My fault. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that Eternals? Yeah. Oh, that movie sucks. It's garbage. <laughs> Look, like the biggest the biggest complaint I have about that movie is just like they didn't even get oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the the fast lady, the the flash, the female flash, she's okay. they're back in Babylonian times, right? And she's talking to one of the dudes in the city and she's she's talking to him in American sign language. In Babylonian times. <laughs> she says time and she does like this. Watches haven't even been what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, like the smallest of details they could not get right. And I, I've yet to see them address besides like maybe like a like a news clip or something, yet to address the fact that there's a gigantic head and hand popping out of half the earth that's obviously gonna fuck something up. Ever since, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, that's they, definitely one of the most big, the biggest loose threads in the MCU. Right and the, the, one of the biggest problems <laughs> I had is that like they, those monsters that were coming out ended up being like not really bad guys. <laughs> and then the Eternals were like, ah, fuck it. We'll kill them anyway. <laughs> and they just killed them all. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. I don't know about this. I need to watch I that again. <laughs> I just remember Angelina in it. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's too much. It's like they, couldn't settle on i mean some of the visuals were cool some of the powers like i actually think that the way that they did the the quick running and stuff was really good better than the flash so um it does have its its high points but there's very very few of them it's not a good movie uh, i know let, that let us, uh, in the, let us in the blade 
I know it didn't like, yeah, it didn't do huge at the box office and then you didn't hear anything about it afterward. But I did see recently that uh, they were talking about uh, following it up, which Dude, that shit's I would going like straight just because Disney there Plus. were so many loose threads <laughs> in it, you know, so that's going to be a 90 minute special on Disney Plus. They're not putting no budget behind that. It's going to be like a <laughs> day in the life a TV show. <laughs> bring like the, a sitcom. I guess so. bring the Inhumans back. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was the only one that liked that show. I, you know, I honestly, I've never seen a minute of that show. I think yeah, I saw yeah. like a part of it when like the big dog came in, and I was like, I can't watch this. I can't do it. I was one of the ones that went and saw it in IMAX before. Oh, man, true fan. Oh man, did you ever do any of those marathons in the theater? No, like, I never they show had, all I the movies. I didn't have the time to sit there. I can't do it for that long, man. Phoebe falling asleep? No, thanks. Uh, no, I could barely sit through the original Star Wars trilogy when they used to do that before all the, the new movies came out. But anyway, so yeah, Tony's there in Tennessee trying to get everything together. He does. Uh, we go back to the disaster of the Stark Mansion. It's gone. Uh, Pepper's there. She ends up fine. I don't know how she found the nice uh, Iron Man. Oh, it was all beat up, the Iron Man helmet. And when she kind of put it on, it, it, it turned on, so she put it on. And then she got a message from Tony, and she found that he was still alive. So she's like, all right, well, this is what's going on. I'm going to lay low. Um, he reaches out to what's Iron Patriot's name? Uh, oh, Rhodey. Rhodey. He, he reaches out to him, and Rhodey is off, and I don't know, somewhere off in the Middle East trying to uh, save some people. And he reaches out to him. He calls him. And lets him know that he's still alive. Basically, he needs his help. And then Rudy immediately gets captured. Sucker. <laughs> yeah, because he's dealing with those terrorists there. But one of them turns out to be yeah, whatever the extremist they... chick. Yeah. Well, did they? They weren't just the Mandarin. What, what was their little? Did they have a little organization name? The Killian's crew. I don't remember if it was it, ever clarified or not. Like it, it might have been Aim. I know he says it. He brings up aim. So yeah, but then it's like, man, if they were aim, wouldn't it be awesome to see them in those yellow suits? <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Like, yeah, oh, they're all in yellow suits. Let's do it. Especially those guys when when uh, when the Mandarin encounter happens and Tony's held and he's talking to those two guys and he's like, "I'm gonna get you now." Now, if those guys were in the the yellow suits, that would have been so cool. Yeah, or the guy's like, I don't like working here. They're so weird, you know. Like, yes, yeah, I should have been in one of those big dumb yellow suits with the exactly oh, perfect, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, lost the opportunity. <laughs> the little kid's name was uh, Harley Harley Kinnear because he's the one that he's ended up helping uh, Tony. So they were, um, <clears throat> oh. I think the reason why they went to that place was there was um, before all all hell broke loose at Tony's place. He was kind of doing some some detective work on uh, on the the blast itself because he kind of had the, this uh, whole little this idea of his little technology and what he does on what uh, what actually happened there and where uh, Happy was laying. And what direction he was laying in, he found that there was some kind of connection. Connection, but they did find out that uh, the person that blew up. The first they thought it was a bomb. News was all saying it was just a bomb, but 
but he found out that it was it was that the person that blew up because then he found his dog tags that they did the name. I think that's how they found out about Tennessee. So when they were doing that, that's when he went back there and they were talking about. Uh, so then in one of the, is one of those guys Harley's dad then? I don't think so. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? Like went out for scratchers, <laughs> got extremists. Holy shit, blew up. Blew because, up the fucking Grom's Chinese. Because Harley took him to the area because when he found out that there was an explosion there as well, he took him to where it was, and there was still it was an explosion there, and the blast marks or the burn marks or the the, the oh, dust right, marks yeah. was still on the wall, and he was like, okay, well this is this is where detonation happened. We still see the shadows of them on the wall, and that's when he was kind of putting two and two together that this it wasn't a bomb. It was whoever the person was. So that's when they were. He was asking, "Does that does that guy, does that soldier guy that died that blew up, does he have some kind of family here?" And he goes, "Yeah, he's his mom." And he's like, "Well, do you know where she's at?" "Yeah, where she's always at." And she's end up in the bar. So he goes there to meet her. But before he goes into the bar, he kind of bumps in uh, to this one chick, and he she got a big scar on her face, and she looks pretty hot. So he's going, "All right, whatever." She noticed notices his watch because he needed a watch. And the only watch that uh, Harley could give him was, uh, I think it was a little Hello Kitty watch. So he goes in there and he meets up with, or he sees uh, that soldier's mom. He starts talking to him, talking to her. And then she thinks that he, Tony, is somebody else that's been trying to get a hold of her. That was asking all kinds of questions about her son. And then she's like, well, I don't think you're the person that's been calling me. So, But she has this um, this file of all, with the, all of her son's information name. And so he kind of he flipped through it and read it and he saw that there was a connection of the the guy that blew up in Tennessee and then the guy that blew up in in Hollywood. And he he just kind of went over it, but then all of a sudden that lady comes in and uh no one of the sheriffs come in. No, no, no. That lady comes in and she says she's a homeland security and she needs uh to take Tony because he's on he's on the run. The sheriff local sheriff kind of gets involved. Uh, big old fight breaks out, and then that lady does she shoot? Does she shoot anyone? I can't remember. If she shot someone. I don't remember the scene very well. Before she got all hot and started burning things, so because uh, Tony got the hell out of there, and they were chasing him, and then the rest of the gang that was outside, uh, Savin or Savin, whatever his name, he was there as well. So they they knew. Okay, well Tony, this is when they all found out Tony was alive. So that all right, so they were trying to go get him. Tony was trying to leave. Um, he made sure that that lady, that that guy's mom, got out of the bar first, and that kid was already outside hiding somewhere. So Tony kind of ran, and before they uh, gave him a, a blast, sun blast or whatever, he dove through this window, and then they went chasing after him. So he was uh, he ended up fighting that lady. Then a saving guy he came up and was chasing after him. That saving guy. Put his hand and heated up a uh, a beam, one of the metal beams that holds up those big giant uh, water tanks uh, in small little towns, and it fell down and blew water all over the place. <laughs> those water tanks are always <laughs> like those things can't be insured in, in, in the movie worlds, you know. They're always falling over and fucking everything up. Everything up. So the, the Tony's he he knows this is going on and everything, and they know that Tony's alive, so he's they're, they're trying to chase him down, but he ends up. Uh, getting away. Um, the Mandarin guy, or the well, I guess 
Rhodes thought it was the Mandarin because they they captured him already. Yeah, and they're trying they, to get him out of the suit. Remember, he's like stuck in there. He's like, I'm not coming out. <laughs> they're like, we're going to burn you out. And he stays in there until he absolutely has to. Yeah, because they just put their hands on him and started heating him up. So he eventually got out and everything. But so when they because when they did that, they took the suit. And were they just trying to kill the president? Is that what they were doing? Yeah. So because uh, they took the suit. No. Yeah, they, they got rode. They took the suit from him. They kind of had him tied up. He got onto the plane to Air Force yeah. One with the with the suit. Yeah, because Sabin or whatever. When yeah, when he got away from Tony and and they they couldn't find him again, he went back to headquarters or whatever. Then he got into the Iron Patriot suit and then flew to wherever the president was going because he ended up getting on Air Force One with the president. And then when he was all in there, when they were in the air, he he started to strike. And that's when uh, all the Secret Service men started just pulling out their guns and shooting. And does not anybody know that you can't shoot Iron Man? That they don't realize he's bulletproof because it's like everyone just pulls out the little pistols and just starts shooting. They're all trying to catch that one weak spot, you know. They're all, <laughs> they want to be the guy that gets that one shot. But you know, Bullet. then Iron Man comes in here and does he rip fucking uh, Savin out of the suit? Is that what happens? Um no he can he got out of it because uh he um after they uh they were shooting them they were like bullet holes they were, they were ricocheting and bullet holes were going through the windows so but Tony he was pretty much all right he had his suit he had his suit put together and he just had it was charging it up with I don't know car batteries or something as, as much juice as he could at that kid's house so because then he took off or he. He must have, that must have been okay. No, that was later when he went into the Mandarin Mansion. He, uh, the Iron, the Savage no. guy, he he came out, he got out of the suit because then he yeah, put on. So, the, this this takes place after the Mandarin Mansion because this is a because he's with Rhodey during all this. Oh, that's right. Okay, because that's a that's another big switcheroo, right? Like the fight, he kills Savin, get out of that, you son of a bitch, blows a hole in his chest. Then there's like 13 people falling through the sky, and we have one of the <laughs> one of the most. There's been a lot of ridiculous skydiving scenes in movies, but I mean, this one was really fun. But so <laughs> there's no way all those people <laughs> linked up. And well, the cool thing about that, actually, I have the Blu-ray of it, and they have the making of that, and they mm. actually did that. Like that's not like a CGI scene. Like they actually did. The all those people did the like skydiving, so it's like a real skydiving scene. So that's kind of cool. Cool With, touch to it. They had to have had parachutes on. I mean, oh yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> but it was. It, yeah, I was like, damn, they really did. Uh. You ain't gonna point break it that without. Well, no yeah, all the the interlocking the hands thing. They did all that like for real. So. Okay, so well before that scene though, yeah, this is when Tony uh, made all his own little cool little gadgets before he yeah he stormed, our, he, he stormed the Mandarin Mansion. We got our montage through the Home Depot, you know, <laughs> through the local hard. It wasn't Home Depot; it was a local hardware store. But he he found what he needed. Two carts full of a bunch of weird shit. Made himself a whole arsenal. Very cool. Like I said, he made those bombs out of out of Christmas ornaments. He only used one of them, but hey, it was effective. No, he used two because the first one he rolled and it blew up those two guys. And then when he went in and started fighting everyone, 
uh, one of the guys he shot fell in that little fountain, and then he got another one. Oh, that's I right. Guess, I guess to finish him off and threw another <laughs> one in there and blew him up. Yeah, yeah Tony, uh, Tony is a stone cold killer, bro. <laughs> so Merciless. He, he finally gets into the house. This is when he gets that one guy on the top of the head with that little uh, the the power glove or whatever. So I guess he fried his brain or knocked him out or whatever. Saying, whatever he did, it caused permanent damage. <laughs> he gets into the room where the Mandarin is supposed to be. Uh, he pulls the sheet up because he sees somebody laying in the bed. He pulls the blankets off and his two little hot chicks are laying there. I guess they were drunk or drugged out. I don't know what was going on there. And then uh, the Mandarin comes out of the bathroom and whoo, don't know him going there for 20 minutes. And then the, the girls are like still hey, hey, giggling around. And one of them was like, there's someone behind the bed. And then he turns around. Tony pulls out. He pulls out a gun and he realizes that. Well, this is the Mandarin, and this is when that guy kind of just, oh, well, uh, basically, I'm a hired actor. And Everything that, that Ben Kingsley does here is just gold. I'm ready to roll. Whatever you want, I'll roll on people. <laughs> Let's go. Like, <laughs> he's Tony awesome. started asking him, like, well, what do you know? I don't know much. I, I just <laughs> I just do the script they give me, and I know that they're not really killing anyone. And because in these videos that they keep showing, and when they hack into the TV screen, they 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 had showed like well they didn't show anyone get killed, but basically they were trying to say that they were killing people if you're not gonna do uh, our demands. Because that one demand was they gave the president a uh, a phone. I guess they hacked into his phone. They said, look, if your president doesn't answer the phone in the next minute or whatever, we're gonna kill whoever. But they ended up killing supposedly killing somebody anyway. Even he even when he did answer the phone. But so he he Tony realized well this guy isn't this guy ain't shit he's nobody he's just an actor because he told him yeah I was a a stage actor and uh, I just did what they wanted me to do and then they said I can live this lavish life so Tony's like oh, all right so is this the did, did they have roads tied up at this place where he was at well he was he was stuck in that suit until they burned him out and then he remember he got out and he. Freaking like beat up some people and then met up with Tony. Okay, so Tony was already there. No, they they caught Tony and they tied him up because uh, he was he was hostage for all his zip ties around him, and he kept doing the the little thing with his hands to That's to right. get to get the suit to come to him because he was telling those guys because they were they were talking shit to him. He goes, "I'm gonna kill you first. and right now, and he's like flicking his hands in the air, and nothing was happening. Any second, you're dead. You're you're doomed. You're first. <laughs> Finally, one of one of the, one of parts of his hands or part of his suit came. Uh, that was like the hand part, and he blasted one of those dudes. Uh, we go back to Tennessee, and that kid is he hears something in a barn, and we see the barn door kind of just like rumbling, so he doesn't know what's happening. And then he realizes that the suit was trying to get out, so it comes crashing through uh, the door, flying off to wherever Tony's at. Miami. Was oh, that where he was? <laughs> I don't know how far Tennessee and Miami are, but however Always. it is, Always. It, it flew, it got to Tony, suited up, and then he sprung into action and started killing fools. Damn, did he drive from Tennessee to Miami? Golly. I guess. <laughs> you think he just would have called one of his suits. Like, Jarvis, give me one of these suits over here. I get or called someone from S.H.I.E.L.D. Get one of these jets and fly Hey, over. Thor, give me a lift real quick. Somebody. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, Tony and uh, Rhodes hook up, and then they, the the battle begins with them. Uh, 
Rhodes is like, do you got a suit for me? And like, nope. <laughs> so like, well, shit. So they realize that, all right, this is, there's no Mandarin. Uh, they do feel like, realize that Killian is the one that's uh, doing all of this and trying to destroy the world. They um, have the president, they have the president hostage. And they also found out that there was someone else. Uh, oh, uh, when they were trying to race from, from the Mandarin, they were, what were they trying to get to? They're trying to get somewhere because they realized, well, how are we going to get there? Um, the Mandarin guy, uh, Ben Kingsley, was like, oh, well, you guys can use my boat. So, like, so they got in the boat and they started hauling ass. So on their way to where, I can't remember where they were trying to go to, um, uh, Tony called the vice president to tell him, hey, man, uh, this is going on. Uh, I'm alive. Uh, the president's in danger. So the vice president's like, all right, man, cool. I'm I'm on it. And then he hangs up the phone and goes back to partying. So we realized that the vice president is in with the killing and the gang. Because Amanda, I mean, what the hell was his name? The Ben Kingsley's um, name. Trevor. Oh, Trevor. Yeah, Trevor Slattery. He's the one that told him, he goes, yeah, there's somebody high up in some kind of office that's a part of this, but I'm not sure who it is. That's when we find out. Yeah, the because vice the president. vice president has a daughter with one leg, so he's you get you, the idea right there that he wants to use the extremist to help her regenerate that one. Did you guys know who that girl was, his daughter? No. A very young Jenna Ortega. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. <laughs> She's everywhere. Yeah, little yeah, Wednesday. So then little, little that's little when, fake Wednesday. <laughs> that's when we get the whole president scene that we already talked about, and I love how that scene ends and Iron Man's like going to fly away and that truck hits him and explodes. And even this time I had forgotten. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like how, how did he live through that? And then he just remote piloting it. Oh, so good. I did like that scene though. Cause you could see, you can clearly see when it was CGI and what wasn't when they were all falling out of the sky, because after they blew a hole on the side of the air force one, everybody was just getting sucked out left and right. I'm sure other people, all of them didn't. That was only what 13 of them they said. And I'm sure I don't know if there's a bunch of people on pilots and everyone died on that plane. The pilots are dead, dead. Yeah, <laughs> they did not we, go out of the side of the plane. Because we see the, the Air Force One blow up uh the, after the whole the tail split and then the whole the whole plane blew up. But everyone that's fallen to the sky, you can see that it, it is people, real people falling from the sky. Um, but I liked how when he caught them all and they were all linked up. I don't know either. Everyone's hella strong, but he said he did something. He electrified the lady's arms. It goes through other everyone, so it kind of, I guess, tightened their grip. That's what I understood from all that. But I guess, yeah, movie like, magic. Yeah. Okay. I guess that works. I would, I would think if you electrified my arm, it'd be just like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like shocked how and then dropped in the water. Not good. When he got him low, low enough to the water, and then everyone let go and and all fell into the water. You could see that, that that was real stunt people falling into the water. I love that scene. And he looks back, everyone's all right. Yeah, Iron Man saved the day. And then yeah, he gets hit by a semi truck and blew apart. I remember sitting there watching that for this this time. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but this is when we find out Tony is remoting it from somewhere else. I assume on the boat or wherever the hell they were. So that's when they gear up. All right, this is what we're gonna do. He ends up uh Reaching out to Pepper, telling what what did they call the plan? Uh, well, Pepper is freaking kidnapped. Oh no, that's right. Pepper got kidnapped. Oh, he was talking to Jarvis. Mm -hmm. House party protocol. Yeah, so they're trying. They they do. Oh, they um, they show uh, earlier. They showed um, 
when Tony was tied up, they showed uh, uh, a video or a video of Pepper, and they mm -hmm. had her tied up, and they they see that she could. They did whatever to her, so she was able. Yeah, to... they're pumping her with the extremist shit, yes. which is one of my biggest problems with the movie, and it still holds up. I do not like what they do with Pepper Potts at the end of this movie. I think it's cringy, <laughs> but and it's still, still. I watched it last night, and I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> it's just, it's not good. But you know, they show up here at this big, like this loading dock, like a big shipyard. And what were they doing like there? Their... Was it just their hideout, or I guess they tracked the Killian guy to that somehow, or maybe Trevor told them. I don't even remember. Either way, they get there, and that's when Tony brings out all the armors, and that was like that was a cool scene when you see like the construction guys at his house, and like the floor opens up, and you don't really see anything fly out, but the camera kind of flies out. At first, I thought they all blew up because when we see in the very very beginning of the film. We see them all blowing up. Well, the ones the that are there and those the ones the, that were on display. Yeah, and the wall of the little wall of armor there, but not the ones that were underground. They were protected. That's what I'm saying. Like that's how the house, like that's the kind of structure he had built in. Like you would think that tunneling into that would have caved in the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking but, of that wall, that they had that lined up at the Marvel booth at Comic. -Con. Oh yeah, I remember seeing all of them against the wall. I was like, damn, that's awesome. Anyway. Somebody has that in their house, you know. Like somebody sure. has that collection somewhere. They better be, or if it's in a warehouse somewhere. But anyway, so yeah, they had the all Tony's Iron Man show up. Too many yeah. to even like think about. There were a lot of cool designs in there. I remember Hot Toys had a field day with this. They were they released like thirty armors after Iron Man well, three came out. I remember the big one was called uh, Igor, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they had like the Heartbreaker one. Yep. And I forget. They had some others, but just a really cool seeing how many different cool designs that they had. And they all had kind of, because Tony was kind of flying in and out and going to one and out and into another one. And they all had kind of different HUD displays, you know, so that was kind of cool. And they all had different color schemes. It was just, you know, it's, it's a basically a big giant toy commercial, but it's a lot of fun. Yep. <laughs> so all the Iron Man suits are all fighting with Killian's uh, superhuman son people or whatever you want Fighting to and killing them. Yeah. They, they were just <laughs> Tony Stark has an armor of murder bots. <laughs> I, I mean, I liked how they were just all flying all over the place. Because for, I mean, one of my son, my son was sitting there and goes, was there people in those things? I said, nah, man. <laughs> Tony's controlling them all. Yeah, it's a program. So, man, everyone keeps blowing my phone up. So, yeah, there's a big battle. I mean, there's so much going on on the screen. Everyone's flying all over the place. Everybody's fighting. Um, Tony gets into a suit for a little bit before he gets burned out because he starts fighting Killian. Um, oh, Pepper, they kind of release her. She gets kind of gets away for a little bit, but then she's she's hanging on for her life. Tony's trying. He's out of the suit because he got burned out uh, by Killian. And Killian's running around with no shirt, just glowing. Uh, and fighting and burning up things. He even uh, shot flames out of his mouth at one point. Yeah. So, <laughs> With so, stupid dragon tattoos. <laughs> so, uh. Tony's uh, trying to rescue Pepper, but she's hanging on for her life. And he's like, just let go, let go. I'll catch you. 
So she finally just lets go, but he like just totally misses her, and then she ah falls into falls to her her death. So we think so into this uh little thing that was on fire. So he's mad. Uh, Rhodes is he's still mad, like, and he's like he fights with Killian like immediately, but he's like it's like thirty seconds before he's making jokes already. <laughs> like dang man, I love your life just fell to her death two hundred feet into fire. Rhodes <laughs> like your quips. Rhodes is trying to save the uh, the president because the president is in the Iron Patriot suit, uh, strung up over all this whatever uh, shipyard or hangar container shape ship container yard or whatever. So he's hanging over. Well, I don't know what they were gonna do. What were they gonna do with him? Just burn him up? Or I, I mean, they were gonna kill him somehow. <laughs> so, so um, Rhodes he kind of cuts the little straps. It's holding up uh, the president and it's, he, the president's swinging by one arm. Rhodes is hanging on to him and then they uh, cut the other rope and they both fall down. Uh, president gets up. He's still in the suit like, all right, on. And then he's like, hey, man, I'm going to need that suit back. So he gets out of it and then they uh, end up taking off. Um. Oh, that's when uh, when the president was still in it. He um he grabbed uh, the roads and they went they flew off for a little bit and then that's when he came back give me my suits so he sprung back into action tony is still fighting with killian without a suit uh some more little snarky remarks and then he did he well he he was like in a suit but he kept like getting like parts of it like cut off like killian would go to cut the leg off and he, he would his leg would kind of pop out of the suit and they would just cut the suit part off and then at one point killian one point. cuts cuts the suit completely in half but Tony's able to jump out of the back of it before that happens. And then that's basically when he traps, he brings in the big armor that flies to him, you know, and then it all kind of crashes right before it gets to him. It's a good joke. And then, uh, then he sends it all to go on to Killian. So he gets wrapped up in the suit and then he detonates it, which should have been the end of it. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that should have been the end of it. That should have been the end of Killian. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you figured that, okay, but no, that wasn't because he comes. Oh, we need a uh, uh, an empowerment moment where Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow does a ridiculous nonsense backflip. Like, what did she hand him? Was it a bomb, pipe bomb or something? She, she like kicks like a little mini missile at him and then blows it up with the Iron Man hand. I don't even know what any of this is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then she like so it's fast. it's the shocked look that she has on her face afterwards. I'm just like, oh god, this. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> and Tony's just like, oh well, why don't you wear this kind of stuff at home? Like this is all too cheesy. <laughs> it's too cheesy <laughs> even for me. I don't like it. Yeah, she ended up killing Killian with a missile and the the. the iron like, how did blow. that kill him? But the suit that was wrapped around his whole body blowing up didn't. Uh, uh, Shane Black, wherever you are. <laughs> so, yeah. So she saves the day. Everyone's everyone's the president's alive. Rhodes, Tony, they're all good. And then they go back home. And how did they do? Take out everything that was in Pepper. How did they? Because Tony goes, ah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, he uh, he wrote the magic formula on a napkin, and they did it the same way. He finally, after five movies, is like, "Oh, I should probably just get this metal taken out of my chest." Be good. That's what I was wondering because the that little thing that was keeping him alive because he had that little piece of shrapnel in him. 
that one little piece he kept in there for how many movies and how many years had gone by since that happened? But yeah, you would think, but you know, it's a good. I thought it was a good way to kind of close. I mean, it is the final solo Iron Man movie we got, so um, it was a good way to close out that chapter. And that Tony is done, and now we're getting the new Tony moving forward in the movies. I did like how uh, the little kid um, was it Harley. He goes back uh, over to his um, his barn and he opens it up, and Tony gave him all kinds of new little tech gear. Yeah, but before he could use any of it, and then his mom shipped him and his brother off to their aunt in Jurassic World, and everything got all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, which one was that? The last one or the one before? The that was one? the first one. First one. The first one. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I don't even remember it. What was the one we saw there where I was freezing? Which one was that? The second one. Okay. And yeah, it's true. It's the most cold I've ever been in at a movie. Me and Jade still talk about it. <laughs> we were sitting at, we were in uh in Reno or Sparks. We saw it in IMAX. We must have sat right under the, the vent. AC vent. <laughs> I didn't have no sweatshirt. I had to put my hands on my shirt, man. I was freezing the whole time watching that movie. I thought I don't even remember it, but <laughs> Yeah, well, Harley gets—I don't remember. Harley that was gets Fallen Kingdom. Was that the yep. one? Yep, yeah. Harley gets uh, a barn full of new gear and looks like they fixed up that Mustang. And yeah, evil is punished. Every everything's all good. I thought we would get a cool little uh, credit scene, but it was just Tony sitting there and uh, laying in a little bed or whatever, talking to one. Bruce. Is it Bruce or Dave? No, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce <Yeah>. Banner. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's kind of who he's been talking to through the whole movie. Like right. He, he's been narrating. So Yeah. He didn't even hear it. He was he was he fell asleep. He's yeah. like, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And then we got the Tony Stark will return. What came out after this one? Or the Dark, the Dark World, Dark I think. World. Yeah. Okay, yep. Dark World. Then after that, it was Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, Winter Soldier. so good. That's the one I'm watching now. Okay. I, I think I skipped over Dark World and we just went to... Dad, don't the... skip on Dark World. I know, Dark I know but I, I saw Winter Soldier was next and I couldn't wait. And that's my favorite one. Winter out of, Soldiers. Out of uh, the MCU films. Winter Soldier is my all-time favorite one. So I just said, I'll go back to Dark or Dark World. So I just skipped over that one and started watching that one. But it was it all took place. This one all took place during the holidays. We got some ornaments that were bombs. Even one of them killed someone. I'm pretty sure someone says Merry Christmas at some point. So, Yep. I think they did that whole time. But Iron Man 3, everyone. That is it for this uh, episode. Uh, it was cool to watch because I remember when I was trying to find movies to to do all this, I just typed in not your typical Christmas movie and this one popped up. So I had a hell of a time watching it. Like none, it's streaming on all. It's like three different places and it wouldn't play. It wouldn't play on Disney. I had to end up finding it by other means. I just oh. <laughs> went online and watched it because like it wouldn't play. It just wouldn't. It would just spin and spin. <laughs> Everyone must have been watching it for the holidays. <laughs> didn't play on Stars. Didn't play on fucking Hulu. Didn't play on Disney Plus. Nothing. It's on. Well, I guess Hulu's Disney. But 
All right, brother Steve, what do you guys got going on? Uh, we're taking the, this last week of the of the year off. Uh, well, Lil's traveling, um, and me and Sean are probably just going to play golf like old men on Xbox. <laughs> um, but we're not really doing much until the new year starts, and then we'll just be back to what we we normally do: our weekly show of talking about all things pop culture, comic books, movies, news, toys, video games, all that stuff. Yeah, everyone. If you guys aren't listening to the geeks, man, you guys need to because um, we kind of stole oh, some. Of, we kind of stole some of their ideas on what we do here. <laughs> uh, none of the none of the, none of our ideas were a hundred percent original either. So you know, we all kind of <laughs> feed off each other, and you know, I, I like that we kind of have this little group community thing where we all help each other out. It's 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 fun getting with you and getting with uh, I got the two guys in New York, Tommy Lombardozzi and Mike DeVito. They do the um. Uh, what did the ESP? No, because I'm getting confused because their logo looks like the OCP logo from <laughs> Robocop. Robocop, the CCD podcast. There you go, the CCD right. network. Those guys, um, they join us every year for 31 days. This year, for 31 days of horror, we did like 45 movies. We just had way too much fun. There was so many cool ones to watch, and there was so many terrible new horror movies that came out too. It was just a lot. We just couldn't stop. I think we rated our top ones this last week, and I think our favorite horror movie of 2023 was Never Hike Alone in the Woods 2. Oh, awesome, awesome film. That's definitely on my list. It's so good. For horror, uh, best <laughs> of uh, 2023 horror films. That and then uh, Pope's Exorcist was on there. <laughs> ah. I love the Pope's Exorcist so much. <laughs> well, you're going to love Witchboard 3 and Witch, uh, Witch, Witch Trap when we do those next year. <laughs> Uh, I, oh. I made a, I made an appearance on there for uh, Witchboard Two, and uh, it was a movie. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. That that lady getting creamed into the van was great, <laughs> and that ridiculous car chase. So the truck jumped over a boat. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Uh, it was it was awesome that all three of you guys came on when we did Orca. I oh was, yeah, Sean was, was in when once I told him what we were doing. He was like, I can't wait. So. And it's yeah. hard to get Sean on things. I was I was surprised. I thought it was just going to be you and uh, a little, but then they said, "No, Sean wants to join." I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So <laughs> it was cool, man. I had all three of the geeks uh, on one episode. It's so, rare for even us to all be on the same episode. <laughs> so if you guys are listening, to that go listen to it. But definitely check out the Geeks podcast as well as their YouTube channel when they record their episodes. They do uh, live, so you can join in on the we go fun. live on Saturdays at eight Pacific. 11 Eastern. I don't give it to them, man. That's too late. It's I mean, way too late for me, too. I don't know. It's just, I can't get in any earlier, though. It's like, if I do, then I won't have a weekend. Because <laughs> when Brian and I record, we do our stuff like 11, 12. I, I, I mean, our time in California. It's, I think oh, we're he's out, like an hour or two behind but, us, though, right? No, he's an hour behind us, just mm. one hour up in Alaska. So, but, so, but yeah, it's still, it's still late. But I think that's pretty much how we do all our recordings, so it's good. But yeah, and if you uh, wanted to uh, find anything on us, just look up the Geeks Podcast with a Z. We're everywhere that you get podcasts and on YouTube. So Twitch too, I think. Now, you guys do live gaming. We want to, but we're not sure exactly how to do all that yet, right? Because we don't game on console. Or on PC, we game on console, so it's a little bit different. We don't have like cameras set up and all that stuff. 
I have no idea to do any of that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm old too, you know? Fuck, we don't know. I still There's a bunch of old guys hanging out talking about nerdy shit. We still want to, I want to do, well, Zisu here and I, we want to do what you guys do The when we record our episodes, do it live and oh, yeah. on YouTube. What? Yeah, that'd be well, fun. YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we use StreamYard um, and that kind of gives you the opportunity to, but it is a paid service. So. Yeah. So any of you guys yeah. rich people, any Tony Starks out there? <laughs> yeah. That's what the Patreon's for, man. You want to sponsor us? We don't uh, make any money on it, but the show doesn't cost as much money to make either. So we would kind of break even. Yeah. If you guys want to help us out as well, man, shoot us. Uh, we'll, we'll take those checks. We'll hype up whatever you guys want to hype up. But yeah, definitely hype up the Geeks podcast. Is awesome, guys. Uh, it's been a couple years now that we've all known each other. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Steve and I met. Down. Steve and I met for the first time. Was it last year? I think. Yeah, so. in person. Yeah, last the last year uh, at Stockton Home. Yeah, so I definitely want to make it down there again. But oh man, it was hot. Oh yeah. I don't know how you guys do it where you're at. It's oh, I, I don't live there. I don't live. There. That's an hour and a half away. I live <laughs> up in the mountains, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm up in the hills. <laughs> well, all right, everyone. That is going to be it. This episode, we are still going to come at you with uh, some more stuff here. For our 12 uh, random days of Christmas. But with that, Brother Steve, thank you so much again. Zisu, you know, we're here, everyone. But with that, please be safe out there. Come back for more and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, Me Society. Peace.